Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show today. Uh, we've got, every once in a while, I promised you guys just little uh, treats of wisdom, things that you can use that you might not have known about before. And this might be one of those shows. So listen up. We've got a great guest. She's so cool. And I'm so proud that she's here with us. She's a Hay House author. Her name is Kate McKinnon. And um, she's the, she is um, the author of From My Hands and Heart. And she is Oh, she's really cool. I'm gonna let her tell you all about her and all that she does. And uh, but please follow along and please share this show. And I just want to start off by saying, you know, sometimes um, you know, we, meta, medicine's all over the place with you know different things that work for different people. And sometimes you know you're in that mode where just the a pill isn't working or certain therapies aren't working or whatever. And this is something really cool to um, be open to and maybe learn about because. Um, it just, you know, it might save your life or make you feel better or bring you out of pain or who knows what it can do. So um, we're going to be talking about cranial sacral therapy today and it's CST for short. And uh, Kate McKinnon, she's a, a diplomat certified cranial sacral therapist through the Upledger Institute. She's a presenter for healing from the core curriculum as well as being a licensed physical therapist in both California and the UK. And she's got a passion for this and it comes through in her book. I've read her book twice. And uh, Kate, when you come on, I've got a confession for you. Um, I do not have your book in front of me. (laughs) I didn't leave it on the airplane, though, (laughs) when I was visiting my parents in Minnesota this weekend. I left it with my parents uh, because they had never heard about this. And my dad is a stroke survivor. My dad had a stroke in 2004. Anybody who listens to the show knows that, um, irregularly listens to us, knows that my dad's a stroke survivor and a kidney cancer survivor. And we always look for alternative therapies to kind of complement all that's going on with him because he is one of those people who responds to this. And we brought people in from, you know, alternative uh therapies and things like that when he was in the rehab facility at Sister Kenny to stop hiccups, to massage, to do all sorts of cool things to get him healed. And so I thought this might be might be kind of a neat thing for him. Um, so anyway, Kate, hi, welcome to the hi. show. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so happy to be here. Yes, I'm thank so you. Um, and for anybody listening, her website is K-M-A-C-K-I-N-N. O-N dot com. So if any point after the show you want to go learn more, <laughs> no, you can have two windows open at once. <laughs> We're just kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, tons of information on her website. So if you have questions or want to read her book, um, it's, it's all there. And her book is available wherever books are sold. So, Kate, tell, can, you, um, can you do me a favor and tell me the, the difference, like, between maybe a physical therapist and CST. Can we start? I don't know if that's a good place to start or not, but I know so many people are used to physical therapy. What's craniosacral therapy? So we can broaden our horizons a little bit. 
Yeah, so cranial sacral therapy, which I'll go on to explain, but it's basically, um, I would say, a specialism of, so anybody who has a hands-on license can train, um, so it's really a postgraduate training, so anybody can train in it and um, hang out their shingles, so to speak, if they have a hands-on license. So there are many of us who are physical therapists as a background um, Probably the majority of people have a massage license and go on and take cranial sacral therapy training. So it isn't um, a licensed um, in its in and of itself. So you need your okay. own license and whatever that may be. Um, um, but there are yeah. So PTs, occupational therapists, speech and language therapists, massage therapists, um, nurses. You know, so all of that kind of background. Um, you'll find that they have something in their background and then they discover cranial sacral therapy. And um, you can take, you know, you can do in-depth training with it. Some people maybe have only done one or two classes of training in it. So, it, you know, it can vary, um, which is the other thing, you know, to always ask if you end up being interested in exploring this to just ask what somebody's background is and, uh, you know, what, kind, what the extent of their training. Yeah, very. Yeah, that's a good explanation. So it's a it's an addition to what you already have, kind of like a tool in your in your tool chest. Yeah, yeah. And for me, because because I really do love this work so much, it's the majority of what I use. But but I, I'm always accessing all of my experience. I um, trained in Edinburgh in Scotland, and then when went on to work in big uh, teaching hospitals in Oxford and London, and so worked in a, a lots of different hospital settings and specialities, and ultimately um, spent many years, about 10 years, working with children with disabilities. Again, you know, in the hospital, in various settings, but mainly out in the community. So um, and when I moved to California to, and sat my board exams, I worked for the California Children's Service, So and that was in a school setting, and the children would come and get treatment. And it was whilst I was doing that that I was also doing my cranial sacral training and just brought it in as an addition to what I was offering the children. Um, once I had my twins, who are now 11, I <laughs> went back to work but only did set up my own. I'd already set up my private practice, but once I went back to work, just did my private practice of cranial sacral therapy. Um, you know, because that's just really what I love to do. Yeah. So you're a working mama. <laughs> yeah, I'm a working mama, just like you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a club we join. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Twin girls or boys? I have a boy and a girl. Oh, cool. That's really yeah. cool. And they're 11 yeah. now. That's that's fun. They're 11. Yeah. yeah, and they got cranial sacral therapy in utero. Oh, um, neat. All the way, all the way through my pregnancy, right after they were born. So, yeah, they, they, they know how to work with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Now, okay, so if I come into your office and I say, okay, I'd really like to try this, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> what is it, you know, to take that fear out of like, okay, I want, I want to try this, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So. Uh, Cranial sacral therapy is, and the, the words kind of describe the cranium, and then the sacrum is actually a triangular-shaped bone at the base of the spine. 
So really what we're describing is the outer protection, the hard bony casing for our nervous system, the brain and the spinal cord. So that obviously needs protecting. So what we're looking to do ultimately is create the most efficient nervous system, the smoothest running nervous system we could have. And we can have tugs and pulls on that nervous system from anywhere in the body, from the tip of our toe to you know top of our head. So when I put my, first of all, I'll take a history when somebody comes into my office. I'll um, just find out what it is they're, they're wanting, why they've, why they've come in to see me, what their biggest issue is. And then just take a history just so that I start to get a picture, build a picture of what's happened to that person and um, and some things that I should be taking note of that might be significant as I work with them. Um, and then I'll put my hands on, and I'll do an evaluation to get an overall map and read of the body. So I follow something called the cranial cycle rhythm, which is created by the fluid that encases our nervous system. So we have the spinal cord and the brain, and that is based in a fluid called a cerebrospinal fluid. And that fluid um, will just is uh, constantly in flow and motion. It's bringing in nutrients. It's taking away waste. So it's always in a flow. So that creates a rhythm that we can feel anywhere in the body. So that skill of feeling the rhythm um, is something that I had to learn because it's a finer um, palpation. So it's you know tuning in at a, a finer level than I was used to as a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel for that rhythm throughout the body, and it and wherever it's diminished or a little restricted, I know that that part of the body is struggling a little bit or a lot, depending on um, what I feel through my hands. And I also am feeling through into the fascial system. So the fascia is um, tissue that wraps and supports the whole body, almost is like an internal skeleton. So, um, you know, if you think of a a breast of chicken that will have an opaque film on it, that's Mm -hmm. the fascia. So it wraps around the muscles, the organs, so it just creates a support. And that is the system that will compensate around a lot of injuries and events that happen in our body. So wherever I feel a pull or a tug in that, I'll take note. And then also wherever there's an energetic holding in the body, um, I will also take a note of that. And often the place that needs to be worked on first will have all three will show up in the rhythm, right. through the fascial system, through the energy system. So then I just place my hands on that part of the body, and I always call it sort of I, I sit and wait. <laughs> so, and I <laughs> listen. I listen through my hands. I wait to feel uh, for uh, what the tissue shows me. Um, and the primary, the, one of the primary foundations of this work is that I am listening to the inner wisdom of the body. So we all know that we have this self-healing mechanism. It's always at play. It's always renewing and replacing cells in our body. If we get injured, we know, you know if we cut our cells, we know we'll create a scab. So that's that innate healing system in our body. And that is really what's leading the session, and it's what I'm listening to. So I wait and follow the changes that the body wants to make um, because it will find its own unique way to solve 
a problem. Um, and, I, and it's always fascinating to me how, how different all of our bodies are and the different solutions that will be found um, as, I, as I follow the tissue. Fascinating. Yeah, it's really fascinating to me. So it's not like um, it's not necessarily like being in a chiropractor's office where you're going to, you know, adjust. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, my background as a physical therapist, a chiropractor, we have an idea of how the body should be aligned, uh-huh. and um, so we'll do an evaluation. We'll take a look at what's going on, and then say, okay this and this and this need to change, and this is how we're going to change that alignment. So it's kind of me as a therapist deciding what should happen. And uh, those adjustments will be made, and often with great benefit. Uh, so I, you know, I, I uh, have a chiropractic friend in town that will often will work together with clients, so, and, and many PTs too. So it's not that it's an either-or. There's just okay. a different, you know, different ways of going in and accessing. And as as a client, we just decide who should be on our team and who we should be prioritizing at any given time. So it's always an empowerment of the client. It's like you know how this feels in your system when you get these different things happening to you. What what's you know who who should be the leader and how how do you want to package that together? Yeah. Now, one thing I noticed when I was reading your book twice was that you are tremendously open to learning. Um, you seem like you are just constantly learning, and you don't come you don't come off as like a, I know everything. You know, this is the way it has to be done, and so forth. Um, I loved I loved part of your book where you like find what works for you. Um, did, does this work for everybody, or do you do you sometimes? Um, do you sometimes refer people out to other things, or you know, you you just it just seems like you're tremendously open mm-hmm. and gifted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, there's times where um, that somebody else is needed, or even as a there's another you know maybe a different cranial sacral therapist might be a better fit for somebody because we all bring our personalities and we bring our background to to the table, so to speak, and. Um, what's key to any healing process is trust. And if that trust isn't in place, then, you know, that's limited about what, you know, what we can achieve. So, in fact, I had an inquiry from somebody yesterday who had read, um, who'd read about me, and she said, can this, is, is this all about a cure, or is it really just trying and seeing if it works? And I said, it's absolutely not a cure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, because, um, but what it's about is you finding your, you know, inner wisdom and discovering what it is that will work for you and support the healing process of your body. So um, there's a big difference between, you know, those words. Do you think your body can be in a constant state of health versus a constant state of trying to heal? Or are we always trying to heal? I was thinking about that on the plane. Yeah. Like, are we always trying to heal everything all the time, or are we healthy? We're both, I think. Um, we can be in a healthy state of healing. Probably is. I.e., aging. <laughs> um, it was funny because I. Uh, I got to write so, that down. A healthy state of yeah, healing. Yeah, I know. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> of, 
I'll make sure you remember that. I got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> My uh, the founder of the work um, is Dr. John John Upledger, and I, I sort of widely quoted story for him from him is somebody said to him, "Oh gosh, are we ever done?" Um, you know, because <laughs> certainly when I get on the table, I've had so much cranial sacral work, and it can be an emotional process too. And um, it's like, oh gosh, here we go again. You know, more, more, more layers of this onion. And uh, so somebody said, "Are we ever done?" And he he said, and he said, "Well, maybe for about seven minutes." And then seven minutes, huh? Seven <laughs> minutes, and then. You know, we have a thought or we have a memory or, you know, something yeah. happens. And, um, and you know, as, as I was mentioning, we are constantly replacing cells in our body. I, I can't remember the numbers, but, you know, every cell in our body, I think it's every seven years, will have changed uh, in a seven-year period. So there's always that. Yeah, there there's is always dy- that, isn't there? Yeah, there's a very dynamic, we're a very dynamic system. I, it's interesting. I keep hoping that my uh, I have anaphylaxis, t- terrible to um, uh, peanuts and nuts and fish and shellfish, and I keep hoping every seven years it'll go away. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm like, please go away now. It's seven years, you know. But no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so did you set out always wanting to be an educator and an author? Like when you were when you were a kid and and so forth, did you know you're going to be a doctor and then have this book and all this stuff? Is are these dreams of yours that are that are being realized? I remember as a child wanting to do something that would help other people. I remember mm-hmm. wanting to do that, um, and uh, it's actually in Girl Guides my. Uh, leader was a, a what we call a physiotherapist in the in the UK, and um, I remember talking to her and I thought, wow, that's that sounds really interesting. I might want to do that. And went and watched what she did for her work. And so then, you know, after seeing that, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do, and pursued that. In terms of being an author, n- not at all. Um, that was not something that I had on my radar screen at all. Um, you do now. <laughs> it is now. Awesomeness. It is that, now. That, that was after, you know, being introduced to uh, Wayne Dyer and treating him for a while and then also treating other Hay House staff, including Reed Tracy. And mm-hmm. then they said, okay, we'd like you to write a book about cranial sacral therapy. And after... You know, I had listened to Wayne talk many, many times. And I'm like, and I sat with it, and I thought, you know, this is an opportunity to help more people. This is a way to get cranial sacral therapy more widely known. I can support my community with this opportunity. So I said yes. Isn't that cool? When you say yes, you take that leap of faith, and how how's it going for you? You know, you take that leap of faith. Was it a a huge learning process for you? Do you feel like you know more about everything um, than you did when you started? Yes, it was it was a huge and very steep um, learning curve. And, you and me both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what it's like. I do. Um, <laughs> And I remember, 
hearing Reed say, you know, 70% of your book is about the marketing and, and uh, getting yourself known. So, and, and, uh, and I thought, oh, he's got to be kidding. It was so hard writing this book. And, and now I know he's absolutely right. You know, that's, um, and, it, and, I, and it's not like it's been work. I really, you know, enjoyed sharing this. Um, it, and at the same time, you know, just stepping into up, stepping up to a bigger mm-hmm. platform and stepping onto bigger stages, quite literally, in uh, talking and, and sharing what I'm passionate about. That yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was I was really I was really proud of your book because um one of the things another thing that I loved about it was it wasn't written in such a way that you couldn't understand it. Sometimes when you get doctors behind books, they don't write conversationally and it comes out more like a textbook than, you know, you know, you're trying to appeal to a human human nature and and so I can relate to you and so forth in the stories and and I love the way that it's written. So for those of you listening um who haven't read her book yet, uh, just know that you're not picking up a textbook. You know, it explains things and so forth, but um, I really love the stories in it. And that's that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book was to be able to communicate other people's stories on a, on a larger platform so people could relate with pain and healing um, and making changes in their lives and, and things like that because it uh, takes a lot of courage to make changes and, and, you know, really realize that you're in pain and all that. Um, <clears throat> could you... Please, sorry for the cough. Could you please share a story from your book? I loved the stories in your book of how of how you had helped people. Mm-hmm. Is there want, any more you that, that you're particularly remembering? Um, I I have a few in mind, but I want to rather than me okay. lead the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, one that I often share is um, when I worked on my yoga teacher and. So one of the things that I've found is that when people have their own meditation practice and uh, their own way of being mindful and being still, that that can speed up the process because one of the key parts of receiving craniosacral therapy is being able to track the inner sensation, the sensations that are within our body. And that's not a skill that we often have. Like it's often been trained out of us because we need to um, um, suck it up is one of the phrases I hear a lot. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, the stiff upper lip is the UK, is a British one. But you kind of got that lone, you know, lone pioneer kind of spirit that that, so you kind of soldier on. So then we Mm -hmm. tend to ignore those inner signals, those, those sensations that we have inside of us. Um, that really are communicate the body communicating with us, and there's a lot of wisdom there when we can listen to it. So I was working on my friend, and she, um, so she is able to tap in very quickly and easily into her body. And we were working. Um, I have my hands over her lungs, and she starts to recall um, the time when her dad passed away. So she had a very strong connection to him, and um, she had known for a while that he he was sick. So she had been traveling up and down the coast to go visit with him. And then um, he he uh, actually passed away as she was traveling up there. So she so she had really wanted to be there when he passed, but wasn't able to be. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of processing. There was a lot of grief around that, and and just 
the fact that she'd lost her father. So she um, she cried and she she felt it. And uh, but when she got back to work and and she found you know it wasn't okay to you know she was working and she was busy a busy mom and um, that this crying she kind of felt she had to stop it and and she got that impression from um, outside from other people too that it was time to stop crying so she so she stopped and after that she developed asthma she hadn't put the two things together at the time but she did she developed asthma she went on the medication and on the inhalers and she'd just been carrying along like that for the last 10 years you know using the inhalers knowing she had this label of asthma so as we tapped into that she suddenly got the realization and the image that she had internalized those tears those tears were still running like there was a stream going through the lungs. And in Chinese medicine, the lungs are connected with grief. So it's interesting how all these different approaches can all come together. Um, So as her body starts to let go of the energy of that, and so when we're letting go of that, sometimes we feel like heat releasing. It can actually be a cool feeling, tingling. Uh, Our breath often changes. Sometimes there's like a pulsation happening as where essentially it's one energy, you know, transforming and, and leaving our bodies. So we don't have to hold on and manage that anymore. So she, we just tracked that until she felt that that was complete, and we wrapped up the session. And when I uh, saw her a few weeks later, she said, you know what, I'm off all my medication. I don't have asthma anymore. Wow. Yeah, I read that one. I thought that was pretty amazing. Another... Um, how do how do you think that happens? What do you think happens in your body? Do you think you you just sort of unblock? Is that what it is? It's an unblocking, and uh, with something like asthma, we're really uh, also connecting in with our immune system. Our immune yeah. system is incredible. I mean, it really it's almost liken it to a computer system, except it's a gazillion times faster and smarter. Um, it's communicating throughout the body at such rapid speed, and um, but has, so it has this intelligence, and it's always listening and being cued as to what is going on in the body. So um, it's uh, so it's a fa- so the immune system itself is a fascinating system to work with, and uh, within the cranial sacral training, uh, we now have a whole curriculum just working with the immune system um you know within the cardiovascular within the joints the peripheral areas you know so um Mm -hmm. we can get very specific with our hands we can even go into the level of a cell and um dialogue with a cell so uh it really is, we can, and then we can go really global, you know, sort of see the big picture, but we can go, you know, anywhere in between that with our awareness. In fact, I remember working with somebody who was a Tai Chi master. He was, uh, very, or is still probably, very well known within the Tai Chi community, and I, I worked with him, I think he was in his 70s, exquisite uh, awareness of his body, and I remember he, we went in together into uh, inside the bone, into the to the fascial the fascial system connecting into the bone to release something. Um, so it it's, it can be amazing. 
for me, it, yes, working good. with him was like going into a candy store because his awareness <laughs> was so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And I bet you see it on all levels, too, of people not yeah. aware versus that. It's a good exactly. uh, yeah, and, and for that, where people that, are at. Yeah, and I love that, too, because that's educating people about uh-huh. book. We have this inner landscape that we can connect to. Yeah. Can you, t- before you go, I know we're going to do a half an hour show today or so, maybe a little tiny bit more, but not much because we both have things that we've got to do today. Um, could you talk about teeth grinding? I thought that was, I, I think it was in your book. It might have been in the other one I read after. Did you Did you have something about teeth grinding in your book and the mm-hmm. and the roof of your mouth? Was that your book? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have it in yeah. front of me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so another um, important part of our um, system is how, our um, alignment is through our roof of our mouth. We have mm-hmm. um, bones there and then in and the jaw. And, of course, this has a direct relationship into the brain itself. It's so closely connected. So the smooth running and rhythm of those bones can be really important. And, of course, we all know uh, whenever any of us get tense and go on high alert, one of the first things that responds is our jaw and we clench our teeth. Yes. So, and we often stay in that highly rev state, so we can, you know, end up going to sleep and clenching and grinding through our sleep. So, going in there and and helping the um, the jaw relax is a you know a technique that we can use, and then also we can go in and assess the mouth, and it's um, incredible what can get uh, stored in the mouth, and by opening up that can not only it just it can help our expression, but it, it can change the alignment of our, um, as we close our teeth, the alignment of the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of children who have, are having orthodontic work done, bracing work done, and, you know, you, for the most part, a lot of kids just do absolutely fine. But for some, it may just happen, you know, they're going through a particular growth or a particular event, and, the, and then the orthodontics gets tightened down, and I tell a story in the book about um, this young 16-year-old I worked with with horrible back pain. Couldn't even go out walking with her friends because her back would hurt so much. And it was two sessions that I worked in her mouth to clear up the um, from the orthodontic work, and she was fine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the mouth is, is huge. It's so um, important, and then just expressing ourselves, right? We all have we have those expressions, tongue tied, um, keeping our mouth closed, and you know all those expressions. All that stuff. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of tension in the muscles in there. Yeah, yeah. I um, how I got interested in all this myself. Um, for anybody listening, is through the allergies. I'm a person who just um, I well, I don't I don't drink. I don't take any drugs or anything like that. And I and I and I'm one of those creatures who's just pretty much allergic to prescription drugs too. For some reason, they just don't sit well with me. And so whenever I get sick or like if I get an ear infection or whatever, I am an alternative medicine person. I'll go in for acupuncture or like tacks in my ears or adjustments or all this stuff. So this is a neat compliment. And I've actually had the roof of my mouth worked on before and it does exactly what you're saying. Um, Mm -hmm. All sorts of cool things. And um, 
when I just recently had a crown put on, um, I started getting headaches after my after that. I'm like, I cannot get rid of this headache. And I so I went back into my my gal here, and she's like, Did you just have dental work done or something? I'm like, How do you know that? And she goes, Oh, just <laughs> I can tell all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, I sat there with my mouth open for like three hours. It was so awful. And um, you don't think about things like that because you're so focused on, you know, getting what needed to get fixed that you don't think about the rest of you. Mm-hmm. It was a, I had never, you know, I would, I couldn't, I could not make the connection between that crown and my headaches. I was just like, oh man, this is just about a headaches. And it was just so interesting when she said that. So then when I saw that in your book, I'm like, we got to share that. So if it helps you, if it helps somebody out there, you know, um, you know, that aha moment. Yay. <laughs> don't you think? Because- yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. exactly. We're just, you know, everything is so interconnected in our bodies yeah. that, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't, sort of, we can't isolate. Well, we we do try to isolate one area out from another yeah, part of our work. body, <laughs> but uh, that takes a lot of work and it can be quite exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, I've loved having you on here today. Is there anything I missed that you wanted to tell our listeners about? Because, you know, I can't ask you every question or we'd be here for like, you know, a day. I've got mm-hmm. lots of them. But uh, is there anything you wanted yeah. to share that I didn't touch on? Well, um, for those of you listening who are interested, maybe you wanting to explore it and find a practitioner for yourself, um, I would suggest going to um, the Upledger website, which is UPL. E-D-G-E-R dot com, upledger.com, and you can go to find a practitioner. Uh, going on to my website, kmckinnon.com, um, list all those resources. I've done blog posts about a lot of the common questions that uh, arise. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another resource also. Perfect. Cool. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you yeah. for being with us, and um, good luck on – are you going to do more books? Well, maybe it's like yeah, it's like again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think, oh, but I have to write it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love to. What I'm 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 really enjoying actually is working a lot around uh, touch and um, compassionate touch and bringing that into the school system. So as part of the social emotional awesome. component is just I think touch is a very taboo subject in our school system which i think is um very detrimental to us so that that is that's my sort of next project very neat all right good we got some we got scoop on you (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) all right have an have an awesome day and uh for oh and um i i hope everybody you know grabs her book it's um from my hands and heart her name again is kate mckinnon and her website is kmckinnon.com and then um you said upledger.com right Uh, people can go and and look at that as well. So thank you so much for being here. I'll post those links with the show. And um, just thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Have a wonderful day. I was going to tell you before you go, too, um, I'm from the Bay Area. I didn't know if you knew that or not, or if I told you. Yeah, Yeah, I thought I told you maybe, like, in an email. But um, two of my kids were born at John Muir in Walnut Creek. So, yeah, yeah, I love it out there. Uh, When we moved to Maine 12 years ago, my husband's like, Maine's kind of like Tahoe with an ocean. (laughs) <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's also trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, no, it's not. I've been here for 12 years. It's not. <laughs> it's cool, though. It's got all the seasons and all that. But anyway, not the warm weather you guys have. So, mm-hmm. all right. Lots of love. We'll okay. end on a funny note. Right. Um, t- thank you. Have, have a Bye. beautiful day. And thank you for being with us. Um, so, gosh, she's lovely. I just, I, I, 
I could sense an email. She was just lovely too. Um, so Kate McKinnon and again, cranial sacral therapy, her website or her book is called from my hands and heart. And she's an author with Hay House, lovely person. And um, thank you so much again for everybody listening and being with us today. And we hope you share the show again. We are, um, we've got a lot of downloads going on. Um, help us get to that 3 million mark, but not so much about hitting a mark about a number, but what I really feel is we have such talented, beautiful guests. And when you share the show, you're sharing that information. And I really believe, and I keep hearing, I'm so glad you shared that show with me because without that, I wouldn't have known about them or their book or their healing or their message or that organization. And that's really what we're about is connecting people to what we really feel are the best resources out there, you know, sort of the best of the best, um, best products, best places, best people, you know, all that stuff um, with keeping in mind that, you know, we're all real and, and human <laughs> and all that good stuff. So um, anyway, lots of love. I was, I was thinking today about gratitude. I'll end kind of on gratitude. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I root everything I do in gratitude um, and just, the appreciation, you know, I've been, I've had some brushes with death with, uh, you know, allergic reactions and so forth. And people were asking me about gratitude yesterday um, when I was in the, or date the day before when I was in the airport. And um, I wanted to share this with you. I was thinking about this. I think the root of gratitude rests with appreciating just in the fact that you're alive, like breathing alive. You know, I say that a lot. And then sort of Moving from that and placing every single thing in your life, if you can, into perspective from there. So if you root in the appreciation of being alive and breathing and then go from there, it really shifts how you think about things and think about things that are happening in your life and and all of those good things. That might help you percolate a little bit better today so that, you know, that flat tire you have, it's not that earth shattering, really. Go back to your gratitude and and do a little thank you that you're here and alive and breathing and say a little positive note for what you do have versus what you don't. So I was just thinking about that. And I shared that with the people that I was talking to in the audience and it, and it helped one of them sort of work through some of the problems they're, they're having. So kind of fun anyway. All right. Take care, everybody. Lots of love. And um, I have a guest coming on on uh, March 30th. I had to look at my calendar for a minute. Um, we have uh, Mark from Vermont Nut free coming on and uh, kind of a departure from the best, uh, the self-help scope that we do, but we've got him coming on to talk about chocolate. (laughs) So you need your, you need your nut free Easter bunny. Uh, There you go. He's going to be on. So we'll do a little bit of show show with him. We'll try not, not to make it an advertisement, of course, because I, you know, suffering from nut allergies and, and um, not that I'm a victim or anything like that, but I suffer when I think of chocolate and can't find, and I can't find that chocolate Easter bunny that doesn't have nuts in it. And we've got a solution. (laughs) So all you guys out there that listen to the show for allergies, that'll be a good show. All right. Take care, everybody. That's my final word. But I think I'm going to go back to gratitude. That's my final word. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. All right. Lots of love, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.